Hello and welcome to When Will It End Forever. We, we're, we're super sexy. Yeah. We're having a good time. Yeah. We look great. Yeah. It's fucking When Will It End Forever, baby. <laughs> this is all, the stakes have never been higher. Well, wait, for the show? Or was this a, we're for the movie podcast, thing? we watch the movies, we start with the first in their series, and continue all the way through it, and we ask ourselves, is this one forever? This one is. It this one us. is Batman Forever. It's Joel Schumacher's Batman Forever. I still, so the, the movie started, and I, I like the, the gutsiness of this movie. The first one was called Batman. They wrote out Batman. Tim Burton's like, I used this, like, I made a actually pretty stunning poster by just having the Batman symbol and nothing else, but... I will literally write out Batman. Um, two, has the uncurling. Wild effect. This one replaces the word Batman with the Batman symbol. So it just looks like this movie's called Forever. Forever. Yes. And then, amazingly, the opening credits sort of zing around the screen at crazy angles. <laughs> Let me tell you one thing, listener, you dumb fuck. Oh, I like my movie shot at a normal angle. Well, guess what? You're stupid and wrong. Because if you make a single shot in a movie that's not at an extreme canted angle, it's because you're a coward and you know nothing about film. Yeah, no, it, it, it's genius. Uh, there, I don't. I think sort of like when I took Greek back in college, um, uh, I learned that only like six percent of verbs are considered regular. And all other verbs are considered irregular. This is like this movie where like, I don't think there are any shots that are just at a regular angle. They're all fucking. No, that's for cowards. That's for cowards like Chris Nolan and Tim Burton and Zack Snyder who made inferior Batman where not everyone is at a 45 degree angle at all times, which is again, the work of cowardice. It's perfect because it doesn't even really do anything. It's not like, you know. It really, especially if you use it that much, it's not going to like be like, whoa, this is wild. Whoa, we're at a weird angle. It's like, no, that's just that's just the look that this cinematographer and Schumacher this wanted. Is a gorgeous movie. It looks beautiful. Let me tell you something. Okay, please. So Charles, I, I want you to feel comfortable in an environment where you can tell me things. And may I just add, it is so fucking hot. It's so goddamn hot. I just finished cooking for a long time. I sweated so much when I was cooking. There's no AC in my apartment, which is great. Who wants that electric bill? But I've turned all the fans off. So I'm just sitting in this room. Oh, right. Because so of the pouring noise. Pouring sweat. Yeah. Because of the noise. You don't want to hear that. I know. I mean, I remember listening to one podcast. I'm not going to say the name, but. No, spill the tea. Come on. But wait, should I? Spill the tea. Spill the this tea. is great. <laughs> oh, we're going to beef tea? with someone because of the fan business? This is good stuff. Uh, I just Listener, get ready. Mike Mitchell's always get your... got his AC going. And you know, wow. I had to like not listen. I had to stop finishing episodes of Doughboys. I just couldn't take it. Wow, damn. I want to just distance myself from this because I am not <laughs> talking shit in the very successful podcast that I enjoy listening to. But Wait, what did you Charles, think it was going to be? that you would put yourself out there. I listened to three podcasts and they're all very successful. I thought successful. you were going to be like, look. Everyone defends her because of her stature in the industry, but Terry Gross has to turn that fucking air conditioner off. I swear to fucking God, fresh air, more like fucking. You can always hear it. You can always. Jesus, my phone is blowing up. Yeah, it's great. It's fun that like. My brother called me. Oh, God. Hey, can I tell you something personal before we continue? Yeah. I sent my girlfriend a picture of my dinner. I did not send it to you. Mm, That's okay. Here, wait. Hold on. Hold on. It's it's meat. It was meat. Wait for it. 
we got a guest. A- there's Amy. Yeah, wait, Amy. I felt more comfortable showing Amy the chicken than you because I you're oh, vegan. Wait. You sent her. I thought you sent your girlfriend a picture of your dinner. You sent it. To I t- sent. I also Allie also got a picture of the chicken. So you sent it to Amy, but not me. I sent it to a lot of people, but well, not you. This is great timing for Amy to come down the stairs. She didn't tell yeah. me this. Yeah, he's keeping secrets. We have a bond. What can I say? Hold on. Ask Amy how that chicken looked. How'd it look? It was beautiful. I'm like truly impressed. Josh is making pretty chicken? Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Amy. We stan a queen and thy name is Amy. Thank you. I would eat that chicken. He said something about standing and queens and uh, yeah, yeah, you rule apparently. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. Well, that was Amy's first appearance on the podcast. Yeah. And you know, what what more exciting time than in Batman Forever uh, a great movie about men who look just amazing, just like statuesque men. Yeah. Um, and anyway, sorry to for anyone who has not really been listening to the show again. What we always say when we say this: Why'd you start now? But mostly, Amy is my steady, and she came down the stairs for a Coke Zero, and uh, perfectly timed. And now she's back. But I think the when will it end forever? That's this is the energy of a when will it end forever. Lots of yes. people just strolling through false calls from my my brother. This is the this is the shit that we're going to get into today. This has been a big day for phone calls, and th- this story goes nowhere. But I've gotten a lot of phone calls today. I Have just want to get that off out there. So I Wait. was going to make a phone call. Yeah, and I'm so excited, I'm very interested well, in the story. Okay, so my brother, when I was young, my brother and I we made phone calls. But this isn't about oh, those. Phone did you calls. do that thing where, like, you went to your grandparents' house, which is a three-story house, and each had a phone on each level of the house, so one yeah, of you could like and, pick up one line and talk to each other on the right. second line, pretend exactly. that you're so in like a submarine I was or something. Going to make this phone call, yeah. But then, uh, just stuff came up. And, well, uh, who was the phone call to? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> okay, but it was going to be good, and and now you know it's like I didn't make it, but I was uh, I was for a little bit there really really considering making that phone call and talking to me sucks <laughs> that was awful to sit i am just soaked in sweat <laughs> i can we see are it. so early into this i'm just i'm taking the hat off it's no! so hot wait before i'm gonna take a screenshot oh god can you zoom in it's on that so what was his name hot. pippy pippy the the pittsfield blinky so okay th- my local skate shop in pittsfield made a blinky from the simpsons hat and it says Pittsfield, my hometown, in the Simpsons font. I love it. And it's it's delightful because we have uh, very bad pollution in our water. Mm, right. This, the Silver Lake, right? Silver Lake. I'm impressed you remember that. That was the industrial runoff pit for General Electric for decades. But the Housatonic River is uh, filled with PCBs. So it's a fun little nod to our uh, long-term environmental disaster. Didn't uh, Randy Newman write a song? Well, he was going to write that song about Pittsfield, but he said wrote it about Ohio? Where are you writing about? I'm gonna go to Pittsfield. I'm gonna make a friend or two when I'm there. The oh, really I love the doody-dodgy, I sound like Bob Dylan. Same guy, base. Let's be real. Randy Newman is just the goyish of Bob Dylan. I would say, yeah, Randy Newman is the Bob Dylan's brother who got hit on the head with a coconut in an episode of Gilligan's Island. Yeah. It's true. Oh, God. Gilligan's Island. Why isn't TV, you know, back in those days, you didn't have to say any bad words or show oh. exposed breasts well, or say ass. I mean, you pretty, just had yeah. a bunch of white people doing mild stuff together, and it was great. It was quite mild. Honestly, I should. Re- I know that show probably sucks, but 
just for the mild level, I think I could really get into a show that's that mild. They're like making fucking radios out of coconuts, making cars out of coconuts, making pies out of coconuts. Mm. Probably making crude abortion tools too. You know, they were there for a while. Yeah. That was what uh, that Cronenberg movie with with Jeremy Irons, right? Uh, Fucking. It's like Gilligan's Island spinoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) It's killing me. Dead Ringers. Dead Ringers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead Ringers. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, the famous Gilligan's Island spinoff about the gynecologist from the island who made coconut machines. Right, and then, you know, went on to say, I've never had, uh, my brother's never had a woman that I haven't, or whatever, that that great... I gotta gotta watch that. I gotta, you just did Coen Brothers. Yes. I think next you should do Cronenbergers. Cronenbergers, yeah, for sure. Seriously, though, you should start from the beginning and do all Cronenberg. Um. Yeah. Bam, bam, bam. Masterpiece after Having masterpiece. Having done a, a beloved White Art House favorite series, I'm def- I'm feeling like I should follow it up with another well, darling I, of... I know in your spare know. time you're not doing that. I'm saying I need to diversify my watching habits. Okay, especially for big... Yeah, for like big projects. It's 2020. Come on, Josh. Mm-hmm. I'm giving myself a kick in the butt here. Boop. All right, well, yeah. A little kick in the boot. But yeah, this would be just a one... Kick in per- the boot. Just, just... Kick in the boot. Yeah, that's a good point. A little kick in the... That's a good point. Boot. Yeah, can't argue with that. That's good stuff. Uh, Batman Forever, Charles, um, what a fun movie. I like that um, everyone, you know, people write this off sometimes. I think the reputation that I've heard is like, oh, it's the campy one. It's silly again. Right. But here's the thing. All of it is silly. Batman as an idea is silly. Yes. It's very funny. Yes. Um, the problem with Tim Burton is that you always feel like you're at the unpopular kid from elementary school's house with all of his toys out. Abs, that's a, such a, I, I hope that's an original Josh, cause that is so on point. Thank you. Um, I, what, what can I say? I've got away with words. Okay. You got away with words. Um, what else you get yeah, away I've with, got there, a... buddy? Are we on, are we on <laughs> Bino.com over here? Uh, God, I wish I, I I'm going to lose so much coherence so quickly because I'm, I, it is so fucking hot. We I gotta hate figure this the out summer. for the next I hate episode. the summer so much. I no, love no, no, this summer. is good. This is good stuff. So I was at uh the Cape Cape Cod today. Uh I've really never spent much time there, and I keep going to like friends' houses where they just somehow have like a house in the Cape. It's like, wow, this is cr- I don't know. I didn't know I knew so many people that had multiple houses. Well, I mean, this is just my year round apartment. I do have the summer house on Martha's Vineyard. On the vineyard. Wait, you've never invited me to the the Martha house. <laughs> I don't know if. Uh, uh, let's just say when I'm on the vineyard, the the, the social mm, environs wouldn't quite suit your je ne sais quoi. Does that make sense to you? I don't want to sound condescending, but you're a bit gauche, and I don't want to parade you around. You don't like cum talk. It's a uh, the cum talk. I think would I think put off. Because it's it's let me see my bungalow is next to the Dershowitzes mm-hmm, and yeah. then the Maxwells. I mean sure. it's it's just sort of like you know a certain level of society. I don't know if you'd fit in well there. Wait, never. I'm not even gonna. Do you think Gislaine Maxwell will be alive by the time we release this podcast? Who? Uh, Gislaine Mas- Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein's oh. fixer, who secured a. Well, we're like st- we're recording this a little in advance. Do you think she'll be? She's in federal custody. We're strangely ahead. We're this. So this will come out in like a week and a half. Um, yeah, I, I think this time they can't. You don't. Th- you think they punched their ticket with Epstein? Yeah, uh, you can't have two suicides. So you. Well, I read. Okay. I read an article 
where they were like they got rid of all of her bed sheets and all of her clothing is paper. <laughs> Wait, is this because of some weird fetish? It's a sex thing. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. It's because uh, they, they're at least putting on the performance of, oh, please don't kill yourself, Gisling Maxwell. Please. Yeah. You know how all of you pedophiles just want to kill themselves once they're caught. Well, hold on. She helped out a pedophile. We don't know if she was a pedophile. She was a pedophile's buddy. Yeah, that's true. And a human trafficker. It's really very bad what she did. But I'm just saying. You know, I worked with somebody. I, don't, I, could, I still don't know if he was joking. But he's like, wait, they... Epstein was fucking kids? I thought he was just trafficking kids. Oh. <laughs> that means that's, I, I love that guy. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, he was just trafficking? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but no, I, I don't ah. know. Hold on. Hold on. It was just trafficking? I don't think he's trying to get off know. the hook. I think he just like, why else do you traffic? I mean, I guess maybe. I think if you're selling someone to be raped, you are... I'm not really sure how much how, how helpful it is to try to figure out what degree of not as bad you are. I don't really I think it's like one of those things where it's like you can probably ballpark those people in one general zone. Yeah, no. No, but I I don't think he was trying to get him off the hook for anything. I just think his brain really Maybe this is maybe he's just such a nice boy. He did, like doesn't even go to pedophilia. That's like he doesn't think that all rich people are fucking kids like you and I do. Can you please clarify what you just said? Do you do you listen to yourself talk? You yeah. made it sound like we fuck kids. Is what the way that came? You're out. not paying it. I'm saying, oh I'm right, yeah, yeah. I see what you're. Your stupid yeah, eyes. I your dull you're... little beady eyes. No, that's. I'm gonna have to. I might cut. I might actually cut that out. We're gonna. I'll. No, I'll it's listen fine. To it again. Just what you were saying was we suspect that the wealthy are pedophiles because you know there's overwhelming, relentless evidence that uh, when you reach a certain level of depravity, there's only one last frontier that money can protect you from, and it's that. Yeah. And it's. I'm not really sure how controversial that is in 2020 to point that out. No, but it would be very controversial to point out that yeah, the the, the thing that you thought that I said, which I'm not even going to say it again. So that yeah, I let's. Edit that and yet, out and yet you've brought us back to that. Are well, you? Are you? Like, is this like a bet you made with yourself? Can you incriminate me and Josh in one episode? Ha! I got one face over here. Ha! And another face over here. Hold on, hold the friggin' phone. Am I talking to goddamn two faces? I got one over here. And I got another over here. Let me flip this coin. Okay, hot take. Tommy Lee Jones does not know how to flip a coin. His performance is fascinating and very confusing. It's great. I love I love the energy he brings to it, and yet it is a complete mess. I, I'm, I'm not even complaining. No. I like I love that it's so messy. Yeah, no, it's really good. And I, I just like after the third coin flip in the opening ten minutes, I was like he really has no concept of how to actually like flip a coin. And a lot of them are just cut out. And by the way, the Cohen brothers and Cormac McCarthy. Oh, one of the bad guy flipped a coin. Guess what? Morons. What? That's in Batman. Oh, yeah. Forever. He did it first. Batman. I want to, we need to go to IMDb and Wikipedia and be like, trivia about No Country for Old Men. This is based, this is entirely on Batman Forever. This is 100%. Can you still just edit? wikipedia and it goes live until someone on ed- like edits it back or does it now get like filtered i mean i'm like an adult with shit to do in my life i haven't edited wikipedia since middle school so i have no well, idea. i've never done it but i'm like wondering if i right now i edited no country for old men to just say I remember our, our high school uh ip address got blocked by wikipedia because uh kids were like just calling stuff gay on wikipedia like all day yeah i was like we could just every day wake up get some coffee 
do the crossword, and then go to wikipedia.org and change the first sentence of No Country for Old Men on Wikipedia to say, remake of Batman Forever. Or maybe it's like blatantly steals from Joel Schumacher's... Oh, you just want... Look, it's, it's a, a battle... Like a section. A battle of Joel's here. Joel Cohen saw Batman Forever, got a little idea, and was like, huh, what if freaking Anton Chigurh did this too? Mm. So you, mm. want a, you want it to be like cast plot summary, uh, music, reception, and then controversy. It, you, you, yes. See, yes. This is, people raised in Wikipedia. I was like, we got to make the controversy section because that's the best part of every Wikipedia page. The yes. only reason Wikipedia exists is to find out the bad shit that someone did. Uh, and it's great. Mm. We got to yeah. do it. I'm doing it tonight. We really do. Happens. This is good stuff. Um, Yes, Batman Forever. Oh man, there's bad guys in this one. Uh, three, technically, if you count each of the faces. Well, then I would say more, because like the one theme. I am dripping sweat. I this see is insane. it. Oh, this is disgusting. insane. Disgusting. Fucking... I'm losing my mind. You're gonna be zero face because your face is just gonna slip right off. I feel much like Edward Nigma. Okay. Um, I well. Did you, so so I googled this later. That's enigma, like enigma. Get, right. Enigma. Yeah. What's another word for mystery, Josh? Well, enigma. That's so. That's a bit of wordplay. Right. Mystery. I'm just saying. Some people watch this and they don't really understand. It's just good stuff. The movie or the show or that thought process. <sighs> wordplay. The fun of living. Mm. I'm losing like body mass at this point. That's not good. You need mass. Oh, tr- well, I've got enough to go for at least the record, but afterwards I may have to, you know, crawl into an ice box. <laughs> like that, that corgi. I, like, we- oh my God, I saw the cutest. So Facebook now is like, I don't even know why I look at it because actually I do know why. Because sometimes it says, Charles, you might like this video and it's of a little tiny corgi puppy crawling into a refrigerator where someone's removed like the bottom vegetable tray. And it's so hot, it just curls right up and, and goes to sleep in a refrigerator. That does sound pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's good. You does sound pretty fucking good. Um, I have a lot to say about this movie, and we, we okay. We, I think um, we keep getting sidetracked, but I've tried to make multiple points, and then they've just v- gone away because I think can you I, just keep saying something. Can I just say something? I, uh, hey, what? Well, yeah, sure. When Doctor Chase Meridian uses the bat signal to try to cop Dick, it's one of the best moments of a movie ever. And see this. This everyone's like, whoa, Batman Returns, so fucking edgy and dark and sexy. Like, they don't even really talk about it, but she just like literally uses the bat signal to fuck to Batman. try to get fucked. She's like, Batman, uh, here's the emergency, stuff it in me. Which is weird because you were talking at the, the top of the show how like hot all the dudes are in this movie, and they got Nicole Kidman who is she's she's a stunner. She's look good. She's good Ab- looking too. She's just resplendent. She is. But, like, they didn't just make her sexy like they made every other man in this movie sexy. Joel Schumacher is gay. Joel Schumacher was, I believe, a window dresser on Fifth Avenue. Hmm. I didn't know that. I believe that's the case. When Joel Schumacher swings, he swings hard. Well, I didn't and even know he was gay. He brings a distinct homoeroticism to the franchise that is delightful. I think... The shot of Val Kilmer, of the bat ass is incredible. So good. I was the like, cod wait, pieces that... get more and more distracting as the, the sh- movie goes on. I literally thought Robin's cod piece had a head, like had the like outline of a head on it. 
the cod pieces get like when you start noticing them, but they really crescendo. I think towards the end when Robin shows up and in full costume. But yes, the cod pieces are there. There might as well be a spotlight on the cod pieces. It's amazing. Spotlight. 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 Too. You hear this? The the guys with freaking cod pieces on the dicks and the fucking dicks. You see that fucking shit? Holy fuck, dude! Dude, you see that cod piece? Fuck! We gotta get to the bottom of these cod pieces. You the telling fucking... me kids kids growing up in Boston every day and they don't know about cod pieces? Oh no, Josh like froze up during one of his classic Mark. Oh, he's back. Okay, right, Josh, don't worry, you, guys, you... I'm back. I I went so into character, a la Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> you broke the internet. Oh my god! Remember when that was a thing people said? I love it. I'm gonna start saying it again. Yeah. Uh, hey, Charles, you want to break the internet? I'm, yes, absolutely. I would love to break the internet. How would we do it? Yes, my friend. Well, that's like then corporate accounts started doing that. Like, right. hey, it'd be like 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 literally Pepsi to Kit Kat, being like, hey, Kit Kat, want to break the internet? And then it's oh. like, Pepsi-flavored Kit Kat. Holy shit. Hey, pizza, you want to break the internet? Oh, my God, nine slices of pizza. Internet. Fuck. Bro, fuck. Um, uh, hi, it's the internet. I'm dead. I'm literally dead. Oh, literally dead. Tying up forever. Bye. I'm literally dead. I'm broke. I'm broke. Uh, you done broke me. Um, also, so again, to compare this to the last one, which is, again, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to keep fucking pissing on the grave of Batman Returns. Just the addition of the nipples. The nipples, the nipples are on these. transcendent. People, you know, people, we live in a dog shit society, you know, where we use capitalism to accrue an unbelievable amount of wealth, immediately remove as much as possible from it from the most people possible, and then let everything just crumble while a tiny sliver of the population lives in unbelievable splendor and decadence. Mm. And... A similar crime against humanity is for Joel Schumacher to add nipples to the bat suit and to have people fucking make fun of it as though it's not like legit. One of the things where our world is so much warmer and richer and more erect because of those bat nipples. Yes, it does. I th- I feel like without even trying and without even trying to do it, it does more like weird sexual shit than the last one did. But then on the other hand, it also tells a story that is both fun complicated seemingly like with the amount of sheer scope it's trying to accomplish you have as you said well two villains sort of well if you if we're counting faces counting faces this is the point i would say three but as chase suggests perhaps every one of us has two faces Hmm? chase is a really good doctor (laughs) she wants to fuck her patients She, she it's cool that she like really wants to just get railed by batman and or then maybe sort of Bruce, Bruce Wayne, but doesn't seem to quite have the same. No, because spark. she has that scene where she's like, "I usually choose bad sex partners, so I'm just gonna choose you now, Bruce, and maybe we won't even have sex." <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you want to hear from a sex partner. Yeah, I choose bad ones, but I'm gonna give up on that by just choosing. I guess I'll just choose you. Right. That was really funny. I like the just back and forth of. Batman shows up. He's like, I want to fuck you. And, and then he leaves. She's like, well, I met someone else, Bruce. Sorry. And then Batman shows up. He's like, well, sorry, Batman. I met someone else. Man, she just she just loves that. Loves that chin, I think. You know, they, they call her Chase Meridian. But I think the chase that she enjoys is the romantic chase. Mm, the, the thrill lust, of the, the hunt. Mm. Yes. 
Um, so another great part of the movie is that I got there first. I got there first. I beat you to the point. <laughs> I'm going to edit it so it sounds like I said something first and you interrupted me. So what I liked about the movie is that there's the requisite big cocktail party scene and everyone is a catty bitch to each other. Yes. Uh. That is such – oh, it's so good. Like he works this whole sequence in where everyone's at the big fancy party and they're just being like just – so snippy and mean and rude and like the weirdest like it's so funny the world feels i remember i was taking notes and like i was like in the opening scene in the bomb when they like she steals the bank and that dumb um the security guys like left there i was like oh that sort of reminds me of josh and then uh later in in the because he looked jewish no just because he was just sort of annoying and just you know, I don't know. Has this some... is latent anti-Semitism, but and go then, ahead. Uh, later in the party, there's some loser there too, and he also sort of he's like, "Oh, Josh would probably say something like that." So the bit here is that the characters you don't like in the movie who you think suck reminded you of me. Yeah. Did that really happen? No. Did you just think of that right now? Eh, maybe. How do you feel about it now that you've gotten it off your chest? I give it a four. Out of what? Ten. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. All right. Four out of ten. Okay. If it was five, I'd say Charles. Back to the book. I don't know, man. Go check that math. Uh, but I think, oh, as a, I'm not going to focus on specific scenes. I think overall, what a pleasant feeling to come from Tim Burton, where we've talked in the last episode. Uh, everything takes place in three sets in a big room on whatever on Warner Brothers Studios, and how fucking uplifting it is to. Like, feel like this is taking place in a world, in in a city, in, oh, and like different houses, like going places. I just felt relieved to be watching a movie. Well, the thing is, Batman Returns kind of looks like shit. Like, it doesn't look that good. No, this is why I don't understand. Tim Burton's like, as you said, he gets all his toys out, but then they look like shit. Like, he yeah. loves the he loves the aesthetic, but either he chooses DPs that don't know what the fuck they're doing, or he gives everyone the wrong direction but the movies themselves both of those movies look like dog shit they look like staged plays that some like someone who doesn't really know what they're doing behind a camera just plopped a camera down well okay part of it is that whole situation with the sets where a lot of the scenes where it's everybody's running around the square and it just looks like that like people running around a square like it's not exciting schumacher is like fucking coked out Broadway nightmare vision of Batman is just thrilling. It's lush. It's it's rich in detail. I feel like all the environments are really like memorable. Like I love uh, the Riddlers when, when we got to the Riddlers house and fucking Flaming Lips starts playing. And yes, shit. And I was like, this is amazing. That's some early Flaming like, Lips. Yeah, just all the big flashing buttons and like I don't know. Like Tim Burton's like he just defaults to like creepy carnival or whatever. So to see this like weird hypersexualized leather sleek really aggressive version of Batman just felt like more like Batman. And I don't know. I It's just, a, it was a, you know, about the same length as Batman returns, but a pleasure to watch. It was. And Val Kilmer is great in it. So that's, yeah. So we, we've now left. Uh, I don't know that Michael Douglas, Michael Keaton, Michael Douglas. Why did I, Michael Keaton? Jesus. Can you imagine Michael, Michael Douglas Keaton? as Batman? Wow. It's me. I'm Batman. Come on. Let's fuck. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't have to imagine it anymore. That's great. Uh, I think Michael Keaton was a is a great actor and is good at this role. It's just that the point I'm coming to is that 
the first two movies, Batman literally didn't even have a story. It's crazy. And then in this one, he has an actual story. And this, like the the end of his arc, where or the like almost the end where he dips back up, was he's like about to give up his craft as Batman. And it's not like the the second one where they're like, let's frame Batman in some like dumb scheme where it doesn't even make any sense. Here, like he actually has a reason to want to quit. I think the fact that Chase that that Nicole Kidman plays this as though she desperately like her commitment to the character is unbelievable. So their relationship really has legs to it. And I definitely don't think that either Basinger or Pfeiffer for, for varying reasons get to that quite the same level. I really enjoyed Pfeiffer and Keaton in returns. I think that's mm-hmm. one of the few shining parts of the movie, but, but Kidman is just all in in this. And, and I kept thinking she was going to be poison Ivy. Cause I was mistaking this for the next film. Right. Um, I was waiting for her to have her, special side her special side is empathy and horniness mm, for so Batman. fucking horny um i also like that they're like uh we're gonna finally bring robin in and we're going to watch his family get fucking mowed down with goddamn machine guns and like the most like yeah i'm not sure this must be pg-13 right no was it pg can I don't look know. It up? Look it up. Because little, actually, I had one more thing to say about the point you, you were talking about about Chase and her following up with from the other two female leads. Again, th- this I said it last episode, I don't think Tim Burton's ever had sex. And like, it doesn't feel like I, anyone in these movies have sex or want to have sex. They just want to say the words, I want to fuck. And this is like a movie where like, they kiss a couple times and they have actual feelings and like, you know, she wants to fuck. And like, it, it actually feels like the pe- people who wrote this movie and made this movie understand what sex is. I mean, Kidman's portrayal of wanting to fuck is Oscar worthy. If that was the sh- the only criteria, the she uses Wait, the bat signal. Is that the only puts on the like only, a slip? The only way to get an Oscar is how well you suggest that you want to fuck. I'm saying if there was a new, if they added a new category, um, lead actor or actress who really wants to rub one out, just bang it on till morning if that was a new category that she'd win every, she would have won every year. year it's not even she just... goes to the roof of the fucking police station in a slip like in gotham she like gets into the police they never explain this it's so awesome yes like there's a whole other story we didn't see where chase like broke into the police station turned on the bat signal got a little outfit together and then waited for batman to make a pass at him I that just, is good filmmaking. I just watched the the TV show Zero Zero Zero, where like every episode. Did you watch? Have you heard of that show? No, but that being said, at this point, my memory is slipping as more and more fluid uh, oozes out of my pores. Yeah. Oh God, I can see it. Oh, it's like I'm, the, I'm just like I'm like shining like a surface in a Joel Schumacher movie. Yeah, right you're now. like the end when uh, Jim Carrey's brain blows up and everything's just like flying out. I want to note that the reveal of the final Riddler outfit is so ridiculous. It gets better and better every fucking time. I was, I for, I don't know. I never seen all of this before. And when we get to the final Riddler outfit, where apparently he's changed in the middle of the scene into <laughs> yes. a white unitard covered in, in sequins and rhinestones. It is so fucking awesome. Well, first of all, we're talking about like sort of, homoeroticism and i think a lot of people especially probably because there just aren't many just like outwardly gay filmmakers especially back then 
I don't know, just like it isn't like I feel like a lot of homoeroticism is like dark and heavy and like makes you think that there's something wrong going on. And just like the relationship between Two Face and the Riddler is like buoyant. Just like watching them hug and like skip around together. They're just like really great friends. And it, I don't even know if it's really erotic other than just like the clothes that Jim Carrey's wearing where you see that little peen. Well, I mean, maybe I don't know. I'm not gay. I can't speak to the gay experience, but like maybe you're like less held up by heterosexual fear of intimacy and you can depict it in a way that is like more comfortable than like, you know, two straight men like shaking hands while one like hides a tear or something. Like there's like an intimacy to it that just feels unencumbered by that concern. Yeah. And of course we're talking around the fact that there's just like so many chiseled men with huge cod pieces running around and, and, and the, the the dynamic of Carrie and Kilmer, where there's like this like really this like weird jealousy and rage and ideation going on between Nigma and and uh, Wayne, there's just all these dynamics to it that he pulls out of the material and puts as not, it's it's not the subtext. There's just like a lot of energy between these men engaged in this bizarre right. fucking shit. So I think that's really it's not even that any of this is sexual or erotic. Well, some of it is, but like it's just also really great to see just male relationships like this that are so varied and like the relationship between two-face and riddler is different than riddler and batman than batman and bruce wayne than bruce wayne and robin and robin like all of them have two sides like this is so i started saying this earlier and i want to like get to this point because all the movies before have been so complicated. There's been way too many characters, way too many plots. I can't keep track of them and neither can the filmmakers and it ends up being bogged down. Well, hold on. Mo- mostly Batman Returns. Batman is not that complicated. I disagree. I like I like that was my big thing was like leaving the film. I had no idea why anyone was doing anything. Okay, fine. Well, let's There's... not rehash that. Okay. But anyway, yeah, you can if you care go re-listen to the episode. And, and why not? Fun. Go back. Enjoy it's what funny. life is like. We got some Beano yeah. jokes. Oh, God. Beano.com. But here you have... Okay, so you got two bad guys, and now you have two good guys, and you still got the love interest. You got Alfred. You got the commissioner. But it's so f- great because Two-Face, he hates Batman. Enigma hates Bruce. Oh, wait. They're the same. Everyone, like Everyone's got two sides. And all two sides sort of meet together in this weird hexagon or maybe octagon of faces as they all like link up to basically all the stories combined at the end, sort of like a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. I also like this this movie starts in media res, which is great. We just dive right in. Um, One of the dumbest parts of Batman Returns is that, yeah, that's what that means. Okay. Um, Batman Returns is a shitty intro, which is dumb and annoying, and I really don't like it. And the fact that we get Batman and Two-Face, their origins are told quickly and in flashbacks. And we only really, the only origin that sort of takes center stage is the Riddler. And I think it's very clever that they're like, okay, the the plates are already spinning with Two-Face. That's already happening. Yeah, it's a great way to start. Right. So I think that, like, that kind of economy of storytelling where we're like, Two-Face, he was a DA, got attacked, blamed Batman, he's fucking nuts, hates Batman. You're like, okay, I get it. And then we get to watch this other thing percolate for a little bit longer. And I, I just think it's like it's 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 nice to not be because Returns is so over encumbered by Penguin that it just sucks the entire movie into like a vortex of like, who is this guy? Why is he like this? What is he doing? And with, you know, with uh, with Riddler and Two-Face, 
pretty quickly, we know all we need to know about them to let things move along. Yeah. And their their goals are straightforward. The climax makes sense. They're just psychos who want to kill the handsome guy. It's right. awesome. One of them wants to kill Batman. One of them wants to kill Bruce Wayne. So it's not even like they have to come up with some crazy thing why they would team up. It's like, oh, they're actually their interests happen to come together so simply. It's it's for so many characters all doing their own thing. It's a very simple, easy movie to just like just watch them dance around, watch them shoot things. The fighting in this like Batman is actually good at shit in this movie. He's actually be- like the best thing he's good at in the old movies is wearing a turtleneck. And that's it. Well, we do get turtleneck in this too. And I think that's a standard for right, some time. He's We're better get- at other Listener, things. We'll than- be seeing a lot of neck. We'll be getting a lot of neck in this series. You know what I'm talking about? Turtlenecks. Wait, can you spell that out for me? Uh, T-U-R-T-L-E-N-E-C-K. Turtleneck. Okay. No. So right. another thing with this movie that, that is good is that it does force us to face the inevitable question. And I feel like I know the answer to this. But And be honest. In our relationship, who's the Two-Face and who's Riddler? I already know the answer, but I just want to see what you say. This is a hard question because I see... It's not that, it's, it's not that hard. Well, I see elements. Um, I mean, I'm Riddler. Yeah, you're Riddler. Yeah, I mean, it I'm wasn't happy. that complicated. I didn't, I didn't want to just say you're Riddler, but... Uh, yeah, no, I'm obviously Riddler. You're Riddler. Yeah, yeah, you're Riddler. You would look great in a Riddler suit. Thank you. And you would look great in that other suit. Thank you. Because you're very lithe and, and slim and slender, and you would look nice in a weird question mark onesie. Yeah. And... My fuller frame would be better complemented by the boxy '90s suit that Two Face wears. But and you have perfect hair for like one side slick, one side one side wild. I think you'd look mm. great that way. Yeah, we should do it for Halloween. This is good stuff. Yeah, I love that scene where like the way they break into th- th- this is this is the perfect mix of old like Adam West Batman and '90s Batman, where like. It's got goofy, like, kicking the balls as, like, a funny foley. It's got sneaky guys going into their house by pretending to be kids. It's got bombs that don't look like anything other than giant TV bombs. It's Also, Batman's first line in the movie is about getting takeout. Yes. Yeah. That shit owns. That's so fucking funny. You just sort of, like, sink into the couch and go, yes, this is... So it isn't that... Last last episode, I was asking when when will it end because... I didn't want to keep living in a world. I'm ready for Nolan. After watching Burton, I'm like, I want Nolan. I don't want this cartoony shit. But what I realized is, no, I just don't want Burton's cartoony shit because this shit fucking works. This is funny. This is light. But it also is like a sugar to get you to the medicine, baby. Mm, yum, yum, yum. Well, the thing with Burton is that I think he, his whole thing is like, isn't like, isn't this cartoonish thing actually sad and compelling and full of you know like you know he's just trying to draw on this morbidity as like a a veil for how vapid his ideas are yeah at the end of the day and schumacher's like you know what this movie's about these guys wear wild ass suits and just like traipse around the city doing wild shit and it's fun and funny and parts of it are serious and parts of it are the silliest shit you've ever seen but like it's fun. It's fun to watch people do this. And 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 yeah, Return was like excruciating compared to this. I want to clarify that I'm not saying this is like a genius movie. This movie 
didn't make me like this isn't a great movie and sometimes they get carried away especially after two bad movies in a franchise where i'm like finally given breath again i'm like just this is the best fucking thing ever this is not this is like yes it's, it's it does some of the same things that the first two did where it sort of talks you through the themes but it's just so much it's like i want to watch this i would watch this again well it's just like it's about seeing a movie that's well made because yeah. with return you're like something went wrong here this is not smooth. This is clunky. I keep hitting all these corners. I'm getting bogged down. What's going on? And this movie, I don't know if there's a second to fucking think because you're just whipped through it. And it's like, it's competent. It's aggressive. It's confident. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, we do get a good old shot of that badass. And uh, Kilmer's packing cake. <laughs> cake? Two cakes for me. Yeah. A little bit of cake up in that. Well, you that mentioned- shot is so good. That shot is so good. I did not see it coming. I was like, "Oh, it's amazing!" Chest. All right, that makes sense. Arm shit. That's that makes sense. Uh, and then it shows the cod piece, sort of. And like, all right, wow, that's pretty good. And then just, womp womp, just full butt. on ass, just butt ass to from- ass. No. Reason. Hey, Alfred was back. Your favorite guy. I loved Alfred in this movie. And this is it. Everything. Whoa, this is a big change of pace. You were hating on Alfred pretty hard. Yeah. So this is you talked earlier like just a couple of minutes ago about like it is about people putting on suits and going out and doing crazy shit. And yes, there's maybe a couple scenes where he's like the dropping of the rose reminds him of his family dying. And even that's like pretty well done. But for the most well, part, certainly compared to, you know, Keaton putting, putting the flower on the sidewalk, which is not great. And then the incel goes, man, that kid must have. Oh God. Can you imagine being a kid with no parents? And then she's like, man, that must have sucked. He must be feeling really sad. (laughs) Uh, But this is mostly about watching men get in suits, all of them, and running around doing crazy shit. And then you might have some time to be like, oh, yeah, I guess each of them does have two sides. And oh, yeah, there are some conflicts about should I kill this person or should I put him in jail? All these things that like normally would have taken up three minutes of dialogue in a Burton movie. It's just it's just you get to watch it. You just get to watch a fucking movie, eat some fucking popcorn. Sign me up for number four. Well, so you're you're saying you are not asking when will it end? I am saying I am not asking. That's huge. I'm on the same page. I'm, you know, Batman and Robin has a, I don't got. I mean, it, we'll obviously get into that in the next episode. Its reputation is just awful. But that said. So is this one's. No, this one has defenders, I think. I okay. think it's 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 I, I it's interesting to hear who shows up for Batman Forever. I will note revisiting another movie podcast, Blank Check, they spend a fair amount of uh, Batman talking about Batman Forever, which is really funny. <laughs> that is funny. It's like it's it's just delightful. It's like a beacon. Um the last set in this, when we get to the Riddler's lair at the end, the massive fucking like this huge dome stretching upward with the lights spiraling around in circles and perfect synchronized. Yeah. Man, what a psycho and awesome. The underwater shit looks so good. Yeah. It's, just like a, it's like a really well shot movie. It's fun. It's like if James Bond weren't sort of boring most of the time. It uses that same idea of old Adam West Batman. Be like, well, let's see what this set piece is. Oh, it's a, it's a mountain that then like splits into two sections cool oh and then that's how our robin and batman get split up and batman has to climb through this 
death cylinder while Robin has to deal with his own emotional turmoil of killing or not killing Harvey Dent slash Two-Face. And then it's like watching Guts and James Bond and all these great things. Oh, baby. Sign me up Dios for Dios It's so number good. Four. And number four. Wow, you're so... St- I've never seen this excited in your life. This Give is amazing. Give me four. Uh, four. This, one, this one has a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. I guess you're saying... I see what you're saying. Like, there are people that say it's fine. But I think overall, it didn't do very well. Right? Yeah, it was... It, people weren't ready. And that's fine. As usual, you know, the bleeding edge artists are a few steps ahead. Um, it did great. It's $100 million budget. It made $336 million at I highly recommend office. the oral history on this movie. It is really something else. Uh, it's really good. Schumacher was like, yeah, we." it was a shock to me that this did well. I really thought this was going to be a disaster. Well, that's the thing. Batman, you just, everyone will go see it. It's a Batman movie. Yeah. It does not matter what you do to it. Like, we've seen this. There's so many Batmans, and we're going to get to parts two and three of the Batverse eventually but like let's just go see it i don't even think that batman begins is probably a very good movie but have batman in the title people went and saw it horrifying that's my favorite of those three movies yeah and i don't know that it's a very good movie i think we can still both of those statements can be true that's true you're not wrong man we'll have to wait for part two of the bat first oh god listeners are on the edges of their seats when's it gonna happen When's it going to happen? They got to do Bad First 2. I, I want to put something out there right now. We should do, I think the end of this series will time out well with doing the 66 Batman movie for Why Won't It End? That's going to be great. Uh, look look at our Patreon for that. We're going to definitely do, people are like, oh, you're not doing the Adam West. It's like, yeah, that's not a franchise movie. Yeah, you can't just do it. I mean, I guess we could have, but no, it doesn't make sense. It's a standalone yeah, you fucking idiots listening. Rusty, if you're listening, fuck you, bro. Uh, I'm not. I don't really know you that well, Rusty, or maybe no, I'm kidding. at all. Rusty, please pay for the Patreon. We'll talk about Adam West <laughs> for go. hours. We'll do a six-hour Adam West Batman episode. Can you imagine? I'll just do it in this fucking room, pouring <laughs> sweat. Josh, My you're running out of mass. He's like, it doesn't matter. at me. Six hours. Josh. I've got to do it for the cast. You're turning into a black hole. Um, okay, so, yes, this movie was rad. I really enjoyed it. We haven't talked about the bir- the big bird in the room. That's right. I'm, I speak, of course, of Chris O'Donnell's Robin. Hubba hubba. Uh, Chrissy looky goody in this movie. I love when he goes to the party and his, his suit is like the most 90s shit ever, where it's like a big lapel shirt and like a puka shell necklace or whatever. Yeah. Like, he looks so sick. It's just yes. hysterical. Like that um, necklace was like, I thought he got his throat slit. It's like, oh, wait, yeah, no, it's, it's the fucking 90s. Right. It's got a weird-ass necklace. I think that we see how important, you know, the whole thing with Keaton in Returns is that you're like, where is this guy? He just seems like he's barely here. And in this movie, that other dynamic of having Batman play off both his villains, his the vixen, and there's no V word for this shit. Um, vicar? Uh, was, was Robin a vicar? He's not a vicar. Great okay. question. Um, Anyways. Uh, Viceroy Was he a Viceroy? Mm, Not a Viceroy How about Is his name Vlad? He's no As we know His name is Dick Grayson Anyways I think that dynamic Brings so much out of Batman That you're kind of like Why Why was this not 
stressed more earlier. Like it, it's so you get so much mileage out of that relationship. And again, for a movie that like in many ways is preposterous and very silly, you know, I think Batman being like like watching him orphaned and having his flashback, that's good writing. Yeah. We don't just have Batman's flashback out of nowhere. He, his flashback comes when he remembers his own experience. And when, you know, that, that, I think that sequence is, uh, I don't know, it's pretty powerful. Yeah. And I, this is why I like Alfred in this movie, because he is the, he's no longer just like the random servant man that you're supposed to just is like, okay, I guess he's just friends with Batman. And that's the whole thing. Like he sees the pain. He like, hell, he tries, he's the glue and he tries to get, robin to not only to help himself but to help batman and it's like it's just like it's i don't know he he really did something in this movie rather than the other two movies where he does nothing but annoy me but you're underscoring something that works in this which is so interesting like all of the characters have a game that they're playing that is understandable and distinct to each interaction and i feel like we didn't really get that in the last two movies yeah because as we said neither the last two movies were batman movies he barely does anything except just like i don't know maybe in the first one but it's really it's just it felt so much more like a goofy old movie like an adam west thing and i loved it but but muscular and wrapped in tight leather and cocky but not i liked two faces goons the guy the fucking jacked dudes in the in the vests and the masks, that was cool as shit. Those guys were awesome. Light up guns. The color palette oh in this my movie God. is great. It's just beautiful. It's like really just like an, an awesome cinematic world to be in. And let's we haven't really talked about this either. We said we liked Val, but Val is like I I I'm sort of scared now. That's like the only hesitation in not asking is like I'm very comfortable with Val as Batman. Keaton didn't really work for me. He worked as a great actor, but he didn't really work as Batman. And now like Clooney? Is Clooney going to deliver the way that Val does? Val is a strange lead star. I don't know. What do you, do you, have you gotten into Val Kilmer? Is like, oh, I can't wait to see the new Val Kilmer movie. Well, his career is very strange. And I'm nowhere near noted up enough to, to dive into it casually. He definitely had that weird drop off and then the revival of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah. And then he's kind of gone back to being like stunt casting. I don't think anyone's going to make a movie around Val Kilmer again. Well, he was really big in the 90s. What was he doing didn't he do well, I mean, he, in the 80s he was in top gun opposite cruise you know, in a huge performance that's a that was huge yeah i didn't really um, like that movie yeah i don't know i like val a lot in this like i think he's he's doing it understated and cool and steely and you know i like keaton's performance a lot playing like i'm like essentially a sociopath who just like can't relate to people and kilmer doesn't go that route he goes for this more like i'm bruce wayne and it's it, it works for me like he doesn't need to be i understand why burton and keaton found that angle interesting i get that and it's cool that the first real cinematic swing at batman not Adam West TV show related to Batman was this effort to draw that pathos out a bit more. Yeah. But it's also fun to just be like, to not have to worry about Bruce really like, like, you know, I think that's what we get into with Christian Bale. I think we're like, right. Part of what makes dark Knight rises so shitty is that there's so much Bruce and you're like, this is too much Bruce, but it's not even the guy who too much. Bruce. There's too much Bruce. Yeah. Exactly. Nothing like just doing nothing. Like, right. It's it's the worst both it's the worst combination of too much Bruce doing zero, right? So with 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 Val as Bruce, 
He's just sort of like, he's pretty steely. He's pretty collected. He has moments of vulnerability, but like, you know, he's pretty straight ahead and it's kind of nice to not have to worry about Bruce and Batman in the same way. We're going to see him overcome the challenges. I don't need to see him be quite as tortured and weird. And that's fine in a movie of this tone and pace. I don't think you could do it another way. No. And what's his last line of the movie is I am both Batman and Bruce, not because I have to be, but because I choose to be. And I think this is what the first two movies were like, oh, let's make this fucking sick, twisted movie about a guy that has no control over his life and is just like forced because of his traumatic past. It will over explain to you why he has so sad as Batman Bruce Wayne. And here it's like, that's part of this story. Like trying to, I have a life. I want to fuck. I want to fall in love. But I also feel compelled to do this thing. And you know what? I have to try to do both. Well, just like Burton fetishizes, like, freaks are freaks, man. And it's like, but, or you could have, like, a balanced life and make efforts to, yeah, I don't know. And, like, it's cool that this Bruce Wayne is like, yeah, I experience a duality, and that's something that I can handle and have a relationship with and not just be, like, completely at the at the hands of. And, again, I get why that's compelling about the Keaton Batman, but, like, I guess it's because we're sort of more watching him evolve as Bruce and not Batman, you don't like the whole thing with Bale's Batman is that Batman is always getting darker and crazier and wilder. And Keaton's Batman is like, I'm only truly myself when I'm Batman. And in this one, I think you get the sense of where he's like, I want to be a partner to chase. So I'm going to stop being Batman. I want to be a father, brother, older figure to, to, to Robin. So I'm going to play into that role. Like he, he, the ways that he invests in himself and develops are like pretty human and that's okay. I, it's cool. It doesn't have to be the most macabre shit or the most like, yeah. Uh, and uh, I have looking at um, Val Kilmer's list on Wikipedia and starting from, you said Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was like brought him back in. Well, it did a lot for his career. But if you look at the page, it's 80% of his direct to video or cameos. Those checks still cash, man. Do you know where he played a uh, cameo? What from movie? Our, from our, I'm gonna give you a hint. From our first, uh, second verse. From our second verse. Oh God, take me back. Uh, Die Hard. No, it wasn't Die Hard. It was the Love Guru. Oh my God, you're right. Holy he, shit! He has a uncredited, uncredited cameo as himself in the Love Guru. Oh, God, you know, and what a delight it must have been to have that credit up on that page. Um, he's great in MacGruber, playing the bad guy in MacGruber. That's true. He's he's a His great actor. His name's Kuntz in MacGruber? Uh, he played Moses. D- in- Dieter von Kuntz, von Kuntz or whatever. I get it. I get it. I just want to walk past it. Have you not seen MacGruber? Have you seen no, MacGruber? No, I've seen it. You've made me watch it. Oh, my it. God. And not, not as a, that's not a bad thing. I, you, you're the one that told me this is a great movie. Um, Ugh, Will I Forte's did. finest hour, and I don't say that casually. It's very good. Um, who do you, who do you who are you giving your MVP to this week? That's a great question, huh? Who gets? I gotta go, Nicole. I think wow. she's like her her burning desire telegraphs so well. And again, it's a movie that like people would love to be like, oh, that stupid, showy, flashy, gaudy nightmare. And it's like, no, there's also horny people in it. Yeah, and, and they're sh- real and, and horny sh- people, right? Um, I just, I don't know, Kidman's just great. She's, I think Chase Meridian is one, one of the best names of a character ever up there with Sam Wheat. Um, 
bit of a callback there. Uh, yeah. to, yep, yep, yep. Uh, and uh, I would say that she just like what? She, how many years before Eyes Wide Shut is this? <laughs> uh, what? 15? Like four years or something? I mean, this is ninety five. Really? Oh, that's right. This is 90, this is this is ninety five, right? Yes, ninety five. Right, and so Eyes Wide Shut's like she goes into production on that like a couple years later or something. I guess this was a good, you know, good good first step into playing horny person in Eyes Wide Shut as horny person in Batman Forever. Right, we're piecing together Nicole's horny nineties, and I think this is just like a crucial part of that. And I, I loved her performance. I loved the character. I loved her bad dream helper doll. The whole thing was great. Go Chase. Go Nicole. Team Nicole. MVP. Yeah, she was. I think she had a lot harder to work with because she didn't get to dress up in costume. She didn't have nipples put on top of herself. Mm. Um, you know, she like she had to do a lot of work. She wasn't well, a man. We can presume she had her own nipples, but she did not have additional nipples. That's what I mean. She didn't have extra right. nipples put on her. Um, Just the nipples God gave her. Yes. Of All course, on of set, them. I bet Joel Schumacher was quite the god. So in a way, you know, I bet. Uh, I bet it must have felt like God gave Val Kilmer more nipples. Mm, that must feel so good. Mm. God, give me two more nipples, please. Mm, and God please, said, God. If you're listening, hey, God, if you're a fan, we are so flattered. I am like, mm. I'm like really, this is crazy. Thank you for listening. God. God, I stopped praying, but I will, I, I, I will pray again. God, I prayed for Charles while he wasn't praying. So I covered him on that one. He can repay me in the afterlife. Don't worry about it. That's so nice. Oh my god! Do you think we'll be doing this show? And the- that's what you meant by ba- by when will it end forever? We'll be doing this. Yeah, in, their in heaven. I mean, heaven to me, Charles. <laughs> yeah, sitting on my couch in this unair conditioned, unfanned room after a long day. Looks like a nice couch. It's a wonderful couch. We spent a lot of money on it, and it was worth it. Sitting on this couch, looking into my phone, seeing your little face on that phone. Yeah, it's very small. I'm just talking about those movies. What's heaven? Just talking heaven. about this movie. I don't talking know that about this We're watching the movies. Who was your MVP in the movie? I need a little help, Josh. Okay. I need a little help. Okay, I'm, I'm here to help. I'm here to help. Split between two, but you know the rules. You can only pick one. That's how it works for the MVP. You should. You know what you should do? Flip a coin. Oh, my God. Uh, can I flip my expired uh, debit card? Yes, because in a way, that's the coin of the 21st century. Yeah. All right. Okay. I love this. And I'll show you. I know how to flip a fucking coin. Hold on. But you have to throw your head back and go, ah! <laughs> there you go. So that's actually one thing I wanted more of from Tommy Lee Jones was much more split. He basically was just two-faced the whole movie, except for the very end when Batman's like, Hey, wait, you're supposed to be Harvey Dent sometimes. And he's like, remember your coin rule? (laughs) You're right, Batman. I should have probably acted more like a DA every once in a while, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I just flipped it. I got heads. So that means I'm going to give it to the Riddler. Wow. He, I don't know that I... So, like, my dad never let me watch The Mask because he said it was, like, a pro-drug movie. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't let me watch Dumb and Dumber. He never explained why. Yeah. But one can guess. And he never you let me watch... You were a fragile boy. You you weren't ready for that. Uh, and he never let me watch... What was this? Oh, yeah, Ace Ventura. Pet Detective. Thank you, yeah. Who No one would have known what I was talking about otherwise. Uh, yeah, so he went... 
one, two, three. This was like a movie that came out after Dumb and Dumber, which was like strangely successful. It's I'd have to watch it again because I did eventually see it, but it's like it seems very like tread carefully. Not too out there. It seems like a pretty. I don't know. Is it crazy? Is it like a weird movie? I mean, I think it has a few of my favorite jokes ever. It has the diarrhea scene, which is great. Mm-hmm. Tell her about my looks, my charm, my rapist wit. That's an incredible joke. Yeah. Um. There's like the, the the diarrhea scene is pretty legendary. But it, like, I feel like Ace Ventura and the Mask. Jim Carrey goes fucking wild, and I just I don't know. I feel like Dumb and Dumber is like a little more subdued from him. And okay, then he gets... we don't we don't need to compare every fucking Jim Carrey. Just say what that we want to say about the fucking movie. I just like that Jim Carrey is like. You can barely tell him apart between his two sides of his face. He's, he just, I That's don't know. not Jim Carrey. That's Tommy Lee Jones. No, but you were not listening earlier. Everyone has two oh, faces. God. We hit an hour already. Just make your point. Enigma, Mystery Enigma also is the Riddler. I know. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm literally dying right now. Can you just say, I, I liked the Riddler? That's what you're trying to say. I like the Riddler. The Riddler was good. The Riddler was good. It's a good boy. I was a f- big fan of the Riddler in the old in the classic Adam West series, so it was fun. It's fun to see that character. I just get imagine a like if life. Robin Williams got his teeth sunk into this role, it would have been unfucking bearable. And, and that's who the role was written for. And Wait, are you kidding? Are you serious? I thought you were. You always almost impress me, and then <laughs> Josh, no, just like at a, this point, stupid... isn't it more impressive that I just guess this shit most of the time no it was written for robin williams they couldn't make a deal and i think he felt like he had been used as a negotiating prop to get carrie so he was like livid with with uh the studio who produced this for a very long time it's a whole story but uh they said that like the 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 producers were like yeah like with, with jim he really gave like a lot of that was scripted like most of it was scripted and with robin we were prepared for that to be like the full Robin Williams experience. And again, I do agree that we dodged a, a big bullet there. Ugh, the fucking references, the accents, the jokes that aren't funny. Like, I don't know. Jim Carrey was great. I loved how he like slipped into that when he first got his smart thing and he's at the party and he just like looked like a rich, like hot boy. No, he's just trying to dress like Bruce Wayne. He's dressed exactly the yeah. same as Bruce Wayne. No, that's Wayne. what I mean. But like, he was like, a be- like the beautiful version. Like he had all these different versions, but they weren't, they all just felt like different sides of the same or I feel like Robin Williams just been like, hey, look, it's me doing an impression of Groucho Marx. Hey, look, it's me doing an impression of Che Guevara. It's like, shut up, Robin. Well, cash the checks. Um, let's try to wrap this up. I am about to pass out, and I would like to go to the bathroom because I had a big chicken dinner that I showed Amy. Chicken dinner. I have a question for you. Okay. And we can close on this. You can just answer the question, and we'll end the episode. But you end Ooh, most the episodes. have never been higher. You end most episodes saying, I really got to pee. And I'm just curious, do you not pee for a long time before so you have an out so we don't end so up with six So you think out? I have to pee. You just made the supposition. You told me you to had pee. to pee. No, I said to go to the bathroom. Oh, you got to poo-poo. Let me tell you something about being a journalist, Charles. When someone says they got to go bathroom, what you, you don't say, oh, of course, the bathroom's over there. What you say is number one, number two. Wait, Why? Because they're not being specific. They're just saying, go oh, to the bathroom. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, what's the story? Guy goes to bathroom? That's nothing. Now, guy pees in bathroom? That's something. Wow. Well, hey, that's why you're an award-winning journalist. Yeah. I the, am The pee-pee-poo-poo bathroom stuff. Well, you know, you are in the service industry. So, like, 
if you like were shot in front of me, I'd be like, well, he was a peon. He was like a lowly servant. So yeah. I mean, when when people ask me where the bathroom is, I go, can I just, you can just do it on me, sir. You can just do it on me. Give me my, give me my dollar. Please, sir. May I guzzle your piss? Please. I want it. I come to like it. I don't guzzle the piss and serve your food because I have to. It's because I choose to. (laughs) Next episode, we will, of course, be covering Batman and Robin. We finally get a little bit of the clune in the podcast. This will be our first clune. Ooh, I'm so excited. Our first brush with the clune. Never had a clune before. It's me. I'm uh, I'm Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Wait, is that your clune? I don't know. I got head. I got two sets of headphones on. I can't hear shit. <laughs>